Sonnet 68, from Spencer's Amoretti, 1595. Most glorious Lord of life, that on this day didst make thy triumph over death and sin, and having harrowed hell didst bring away captivity, thence captive, us to win. This joyous day, dear Lord, with joy begin, and grant that we, for whom thou didst die, being with thy dear blood clean washed from sin, may live for ever in felicity. And that thy love, we weighing worthily, may likewise love thee for the same again. And for thy sake, that all like dear didst buy, with love may one another entertain. So let us love, dear love, like as we ought. Love is the lesson which the Lord us taught. Good Friday. Having harrowed hell didst bring away captivity, thence captive us to win. When Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. When he had received the wine, he said, it is finished. Where will we be when today ends? If this was an ordinary Good Friday, the last of the sacrament would be consumed. Warmbury doors would be left open, the lights above them put out. Ministers would leave the sanctuary in disorder because Jesus has died, and with him the real presence of God here among us has gone. How might we account for what we must surely call the real absence? Where will we be when today ends? How we approach this question depends on where we think we are now, right in the middle of this crisis as we consider what God intends for us in the sacrament. There's a clue, I think, in the Gospel. We're somewhere between the knowledge that all is now finished and the declaration of that which has been accomplished. We are, if you will, between the I thirst and the it is finished. And this affects the way we experience God's absence before Easter. In St John's account, there is no cry of dereliction. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That cry is the real experience of God's absence expressed humanly the human side of the question put through Jeremiah, am I a God nearby and not a God far off? John, however, takes a different tack to the other gospel writers and portrays Jesus as someone with a task to accomplish. As a consequence, we might say that the absence that we experience at Jesus' death takes a different form too. As part of his presentation, John also denies Jesus that last loud cry before death found so movingly in the other Gospels. Rather, Jesus simply bows his head and gives up his spirit. But as one great saint wrote, we should not think that because he gave up his spirit, he bowed his head. Rather, because he bowed his head, 
he gave up his spirit, for the bowing of his head indicated that he died out of obedience. Obedient unto death, because he had a task to do. A task that meant going through death to leave the living. A task, we might say, that makes the real absence active. The traditional answer to the question of what happened during Jesus' entombment is the story of the harrowing of hell. This story, in which Jesus sets free the righteous who were in the underworld, developed as part of the cycle of apocryphal texts associated with Pilate. That Hades could be forced to give up its dead is suggested, however, in several places in the scriptures. The Lazarus story in John, the resurrection in Matthew's Gospel of certain saints at the moment of Jesus' death. St Peter's claim that, at his death, Jesus went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison. And St Paul's, that Jesus descended into the lower parts of the earth. Of course, we don't believe in Hades because we have a different view of the cosmos. We've seen under the earth, and Hades isn't there. But to say that this story of the harrowing of hell is mythological is really not to say very much. It misses the point that the real absence we experience in Christ's death is so because in death Jesus is more present to the dead than to the living. How could it be otherwise? Every aspect of human existence had to be assumed by the Son of God in order for it to be redeemed. The unassumed is the unhealed, but what is united with God is also being saved, so said an old saint. Without death, Jesus would not have been human. With death and in death, our Lord shows not only his humanity, but his presence to and his companionship with the dead. Where will we be when today ends? Somewhere between the knowledge that all is now finished and the declaration of that which has been accomplished. Somewhere between the I thirst and the it is finished. In the meantime, we must let our Lord go so that he may be present to the dead, if absent to us. This is the Church's hope, that Jesus, having harrowed hell, did spring away captivity thence captive us to win. We know that we are one, but we wait to be claimed as Christ's prize.